Testing, testing. Hey guys, and welcome back to Simplish Plus. My name is NA, and in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you guys some simple things that you can do in order to stay active all year round. Now, I know whenever we're talking about staying active and, you know, staying in shape, a lot of people tend to assume that in order to, you know, be super healthy, you have to spend 10 days a week at the gym. You have to go and lift super heavy weights, or you have to be able to run for extended amounts of time. Now, obviously, the 10 days part doesn't make sense because it's just the, the, there aren't 10 days in a week, but you, get, you guys get the, the exaggeration, right? A lot of times, the people who are able to maintain this type of lifestyle as well as who enjoy these types of activities are either A, getting paid millions of dollars, so you know they're okay with being uh, able to in, endure that, that kind of uh, stress, as well as these are just people who love to push their bodies and be able to test and see just what they're capable of. And I'm, I'm fairly guilty of that. The second part, the testing the body. I don't get paid millions of dollars to put my body through torture, right? <laughs> but those people who enjoy those activities, enjoy pushing their bodies as well as enjoy, uh, have a reason for being able to, to work, you know, uh, hard, as hard as they do um, when it comes to fitness, right? And then there's the rest of us who don't necessarily have the time to work out, you know, five, six, or even seven days a week, but we still want to be able to maintain some level of fitness, right? And when it comes to being able to do this, there's a lot of things out there telling us to do this and that, but a lot of times it seems like it's a little bit too complicated, or we we can't find simple things that we, we can add to our lifestyle in order to help us feel like we're moving in the right direction. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys three simple things that you can add to your lifestyle already that aren't really going to change much, but they're going to have a big impact and it's going to make you feel you know, like you're healthier as well as you're moving in the right direction on your fitness journey. So without further ado, let's get it started. All right. So the first thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to trying to push ourselves towards living a more fulfilling lifestyle is making sure that we're getting enough sleep. Now, when it comes to sleep, I think a lot of people tend to take this one for granted because it's one of those things that, you know, it sometimes feels like if you, you know, forget about it or don't necessarily aren't consistent with it, then it doesn't really matter. But let me tell you right now, lack of sleep makes a big difference, right? And let's, I'm going to give you guys a small example here, right? So a lot of the times, most of us um, typically go to work. I mean, most of us are, are adults here, or even if you're, if you're not an adult, you go to school and you're getting up early, right? Typically, most of us are getting up, you know, to go to school or work at about six or seven in the morning. Right from there, we, we go and do our activities. We run our errands. We have our breakfast. We have whatever it is. And then we get back at like, let's say five, six, seven, whatever it is. And then after that, once we get back, we spend some time to deload or do some homework, whatever it is. Then we kind of lose track of time. We have dinner if we have dinner. And then by the end of it, we check the time and it's probably 10, 11, 12, or even one in the morning. And then from here, we're like, Oh, damn, I have to go to bed. So we, we go to bed at a late time, get up early again, and then rinse, repeat. Now, for a lot of people, I can, I can hear people in the background saying, but man, I do this all the time, and it works for me. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. A lot of the times, your body is able to endure things um, that, that you put it through just because of that, that's the way it's built, right? And um, I remember this one person that I was talking to telling me that just because your body can do it doesn't mean you should keep putting your body through it. And what I mean by this is a lot of the times when we're getting up super early and then going to bed super late, we're missing out on the crucial amounts of rest that our body needs in order to be able to function properly, help us make better decisions, as well as help keep our, you know, regular bodily functions working properly. 
Now, for, for a lot of us people who are wanting to add exercise and fitness to that, um, to, to, to that lifestyle, if we're already not getting enough sleep as well as we're not being, we're not uh, actively getting enough rest, then once we start adding exercise on top of that, we're definitely not going to be able to sleep properly or be able to function and work, you know, to our optimal ability. So as you tell people is that, when we're looking at trying to figure out how it is, uh, what the best thing we can do in order to increase the amount of rest or sleep that we're getting is, number one, you want to set an alarm for when you go to bed as well as when you're, you're going to start getting ready to, to wake up, right? So the, the, these two alarms are fine. The first one, you know, when to wake up is one that we most of us usually set, and it's a pretty simple one. But I think the second part is setting an alarm for when we should start getting ready for bed helps us get in a regular routine. Now, typically, um, what I what I do for myself is I'll set an alarm. So let's say I'm I'm going. I have to wake up at let's say five in the morning or six in the morning, right? I'll set an alarm for about nine thirty, and then from there, once nine thirty hits, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to bed at nine thirty. It just means that once that time hits, I'm slowly starting to you know practice my nighttime routine, getting everything ready. Um, getting my stuff packed uh, away so that way once um, you know I hit about 11 or so my body is already winding down and getting ready for, for bed so that once I hop in, in into my bed it's lights out I am done there's no stress my body is already taking the time to kind of cool down everything's set and there's no need for me to rush in the morning trying to figure out okay I need to get this I need to get this done I need to get this done right now, w- w- with this, you're going to have to kind of gauge based off of your lifestyle as well as when you need to, to wake up, how much time you need in order to be able to, to wind down, right? Some people are able to jump into bed and completely pass out, lucky bastards, well, whereas the rest of us need a little bit more time in order to kind of taper off and get to the point where our body feels like, you know what, it's ready to go to bed. So typically I say take a little bit of time to kind of find um, that sweet spot where you feel like, you know what, this is, in, this is how much time I need to be able to wind down. And then from there, once you have that, continue, continue to practice that on a regular basis. After a while, you find that you get to a certain point where your body just naturally gets tired at that time and you're able to go, bed, to, go to bed a lot easier and your, life, your sleep routine will feel that much better. The other thing that I want to tell you guys is that your bed is the thing that you're going to be sleeping in the most, right? And for a lot of people, they tend to not take into account how important it is to have a good bed to sleep in. Now, most beds are, you know, supposed to last about 10 to 15 years, right? So if you've had a bed secondhand or whatever it is, and it's been longer than that, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's time to replace that bed. Now, I know beds can be expensive. There are some fancy beds out there right ones that fold ones that massage and do all that stuff but for the most part you don't really need a bed that has all those fancy bells and whistles you as long as the bed feels comfortable you can sleep on it and it feels nice and it's not too firm or too too soft on your body then that works perfectly great and then in addition to the bed you also want to make sure that you have pillows that are comfortable and allow you to have good neck support a lot of times, you know, as we begin to age, right, you go to bed, you wake up, and it's like, oh, I got a crink in my neck, or oh, my back hurts, right? And that's going to also limit the amount of quality sleep that you're getting. So you want to make sure that, A, the bed that you're sleeping on is comfortable and, you know, not too hard, not too soft, kind of in that Goldilocks zone, right? Same thing with your pillows. You want to have a pillow that's not too hard, not too soft, and just kind of allows you to rest your head properly. Once you have those two things, as well as you have a proper schedule for you to go to sleep, I'm telling you right now, you get home from work, you know, you get all your stuff done, and then you, you, you're practicing your nighttime routine. The moment you hit that bed, oh, it's going to be one of the best sleeps of your life. And with that increased sleep quality, like we said before, studies have shown people who sleep better tend to have better decision-making uh, abilities, tend to be in a better mood, and tend to just have more energy throughout the day. So if you find that people are complaining that, A, your mood isn't the best, 
you're getting too tired and your decisions aren't the best, then you might want to take a look at, you know, trying to fix your sleep so that all those things can be alleviated. All right. So that's the first part. Now, the second part that we're going to go into is nutrition. Now, when it comes to nutrition, I find that people tend to have, you know, like people understand that food is important for the body and that we need to eat in order to keep our body functioning. But for some reason, when it comes to exercise and fitness, people take all that information. It's right here and they throw it out the window. Now, what I mean by this is a lot of times losing weight is one of those big goals that people have when it comes to, you know, feeling like they need to get back in shape, right? Which is not a problem. So if you feel like you need to lose weight and you feel like, you know, you know how to go about it, then that's perfectly great. But what people will typically do is that they're like, okay, I need to lose this amount of weight. I also need to exercise. So what's the smartest thing I can do for myself? Eat little to nothing, which to me makes no sense, right? Our bodies are machines that also need fuel and, you know, in order to function, right? Same thing as if you're going on a road trip and you're, you know, your, your car is, has about, let's say, a quarter tank of gas. You're not going on, let's say, a 20-mile trip because you know that, well, I'm not going to be able to make it all the way. It's the same thing when we're talking about nutrition and food in terms of being able to achieve certain fitness goals or being able to perform, you know, to a certain level. Our body needs food to work, you know, consistently and to work to its maximum capacity. So getting ourselves to a point where we're eating maybe once a day isn't going to allow our body to be able to get the results we want to get to. The other thing is that your body is always trying to find a way to work in the most optimal position possible as well as make sure that you can preserve energy for the next day so if your goal is to lose weight here let's say i want to lose five pounds and i'm only eating once a day your body is thinking okay well this person is doing all this activity as well as we're not getting enough nutrition it must mean that you know we're starving so rather than losing this weight we're going to hold on to it just be just in case if we end up in a situation where we don't have food we have this energy that we can use in order to keep ourselves alive because at the end of the day your body doesn't care about what your goals are it doesn't care whether you want to get a six pack doesn't care whether you want to lose 10 pounds your body's primary goal is to keep you alive if it feels like you're not getting in enough energy for your body to survive, it's going to hold on to everything that you're taking in just in case, you know, you end up in a situation where you don't have food. Obviously, we're being a little drastic here, but that's how your body typically works. Now, if we go on the other side where you're eating meals on a regular basis, you're getting enough nutrition, you're getting enough food, right? Your body's like, oh, we're living lavish, right? We're getting all the nutrition that we need. And this person wants to lose, you know, 10 pounds. We can afford to lose that. We can afford to lose that. We have more than enough energy. And you'll find that with, with this approach, you're able to hit your goals a lot quicker. You, you feel like you have more energy because your body is getting everything that it, that, that it needs to get. Now, when it, when it comes to, you know, eating properly, the biggest thing that I think people tend to struggle with is what to eat as well as how do I figure out, you know, what, what, what to prep or how often should I be cooking? Now, when it comes to, the, you know, the, the, the first question of what, what do I eat, I typically tell people, eat what you, you, you like to eat and what, what feels best for you. If you're not, you know, a, someone who is going to compete in a bodybuilding show, then it doesn't necessarily, like, you don't necessarily have to be too strict with your diet. Now, when it comes to actually preparing your meals, you want to figure out a schedule that works best for you. I tell most of my clients that having a balance between cooking meals and eating out is what's going to work best if, if you're looking to have this, if you're looking to eat healthy for the long term. So typically what I tell people is, out of the week, week has seven days. For those of you guys who didn't know, right? Seven days, right? I tell people, try and cook at least three to four days out of that week so that you have three meals three to four meals prepared, and then the rest of the days in the week, if you want to, you can go eat out with friends or you can buy meals out, you know, when you go to, let's say, McDonald's or Subway or whatever it is. Because let's say, for example, you don't cook at all and you're eating out, 
um, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, at the bare minimum. Let's say each meal is about, you know, $15, right? In that one day, you're spending about $45 or so, give or take, all right, for that one day. Now, if you're, go- if you're going out seven days a week, that's a lot of money to be spending, right? You could spend that money to buy groceries or to buy other things. So rather than taking all of that money and spending it on food, which, I mean, food is expensive anyways, might as well try and, you know, stretch your money as much as we can. I typically tell people, spend on the weekend or, so, or whatever day you have the most amount of time, take the time to just to prep your meals for at least three to four days out of the week. That way, during those three to four days, you can kind of get into the habit of eating, you know, food consistently and, you know, getting into that habit of eating a little bit healthier. And then on the days where, you know, you, you, have, you don't have meals prepped, you can go and explore, go to restaurants or have fun with friends and just kind of be a little bit more social. Now, the next thing I'm, I'm hearing people say is that, okay, but when it, well, anytime I'm thinking about prepping meals, it's always this bland stuff here, you know, the, the broccoli and whatever it is. And, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, when it comes to prepping meals, you don't have to have it boring. A lot of the times I see people, they'll, you know, grab their vegetables, they'll steam it, and then they'll take their chicken, and then they'll take their rice, and the only seasoning that they put on this stuff is salt. Now, I'm, I'm looking at these people, and I'm like, what, what, what is this, right? When it comes to nutrition and eating properly, we want to make sure that the food that we're eating tastes Good, looks good, and smells good. I tell all my clients, right? When it comes to proper nutrition as well as eating, eating healthy, if you're, if you're not competing for a show, season the shit out of your food. I don't really care. The extra calories that you get from the seasoning aren't going to make that big of a difference. I typically tell people, if your goal is to lose five pounds, right? Oh, my voice is cracking. God damn, right? <laughs> if your goal is to lose five pounds, for example, right? And you have the option of, A, I can lose five pounds, you know, there's this week here by eating bland rice, salted chicken, and only steamed vegetables, right? To me, that doesn't sound appetizing at all, right? That's option one. Now, option two here is you, rather than losing five pounds, let's say you only lose three, but the food that you're eating here is seasoned, you have some sauces, everything is nice, smells good, looks good. Me personally, I'm going to take this option on the right any day of the week, right? I love to cook, I love food that tastes good, and I feel like personally, when the food that you're eating tastes good as well as it looks good, you're more inclined to actually go eat it and be more consistent with your diet. If, 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 if you love to, you know, eat the bland food over there, you don't like seasoning, and you know, let's say black pepper or paprika is a little too spicy for you, nothing, nothing against you. But for the rest of us who love to season our food, who love, you know, some sauces and love to add a little bit more you know, flavor to, to our meals... Go for it. Add the spices. But like we said, like we always talk about on this page, it's all about moderation and, you know, being intentional with what you're making. Obviously, I'm not telling you guys to go and add an entire tub of butter to your food, right? Say, and I said, you know, season your stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you are going to cook, have a little bit more, you know, adventure and be, be a little bit more excited about the food that you're making so that once you do go to eat it, it's a little bit more exciting and it's more appetizing. You, you're definitely not going to stay consistent with your, with your lifestyle, I guess, or with your nutrition if the food that you're eating tastes like bland paper, right? Ideally, you want to make sure that our food is colorful. Add some fruits, you know, add some fruits or vegetables to your meals that give it a little bit more color. Add some spices or, you know, seasonings that, you know, give it a little bit of a stronger smell or a nicer taste. And that's going to make you more excited to actually go and prep your meals, you know, on the weekend. It's actually going to make you more inclined to go out and eat that food more consistently. 
And then from there, combining the, like I said, cooking three to four days a week. And then once you get to the point where you want to add more, add more. But start off with that one. And then after that, then you can balance in your eating out, uh, eating out with friends and family. But get that kind of consistent balance with your meals. And then from there, it'll be more, it'll be easier for you to stay consistent with it. All right. So right now we've talked about getting proper sleep. Right. The, ne- the next part we, that we went over is nutrition and, you know, trying try to figure out ways to be more, more consistent with your diet. Now, the last part is obviously the obvious one. Right. When it comes to staying in shape and being physically active, we want to make sure that we're performing activities and moving as much as we can. Now, when it comes to, to staying in shape, the number one thing that people always assume is that I have to go to the gym, lift weights and, you know, be a bodybuilder. Now, when it, when it comes to fitness, I definitely think that every single person out there should be lifting weights and being some kind of resistance training because, A, it's good for helping build building bone density. It's also good for building strength and muscle. And as we begin to age or, or in, 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 you know, in terms of trying to reduce our rate of injury, having stronger muscles and bones is going to make that um, that much easier. Now, I, but this, this is by no means saying that every single person has to be in the gym 24-7 lifting weights, you know, consistently like they're going to be the next, you know, Mr. Olympia. No, no, no. It's just saying that, in addition to lifting weights, we have to find activities that we enjoy to do, right? So whether this is going outside for a walk, going to hike, running with friends, or playing any kind of um, sport, you want to find activities that you can add to your lifestyle that are consistent, that you enjoy to do, and that make you feel good about yourself, right? It, like I said, lifting weights may not be the most exciting thing for you, or resistance training may not be, you know, what you find to be fun, but I, I typically recommend people ha- have that in their program at least twice a week, you know, two to three times a week. Then after that, the other days, you can, like I said, mix in sports, walking outside, or with friends. Now, when it comes to sports, there's lots of um, programs within certain cities. Obviously, depending on what city you're in, the programs will differ. But there's a lot, lots of programs out there that offer sports to lots of individuals, regardless of whatever your skill level is. So trying to find these programs as well as getting yourself involved in these programs is going to make it so that whether you're, you know, an elite level of a person who's played the sport, you know, in high school and college, or you're somebody who's just getting started with the sport, there's always a space for you to go in and have fun and be a little bit more active and socialize with people. The, the entire point of trying to stay active here is find activities that you can do consistently and on a regular basis. Whether And then if those activities become, you know, more enjoyable for you, you get better at them and then you, you move up to that level. But the, the end goal here is to get you to move and to enjoy the movement that you're doing. And in addition to everything else that we discussed, once you kind of start to implement everything else, your movement is going to be better, your, your, your quality of life is going to be that much, you know, more fulfilling because you know that, you know, I'm not being limited by my nutrition. I'm not being limited by the amount of sleep that I'm performing. And my ability to move is at the highest level it's been since forever, right? Our, our goal ultimately here is to be able to get you to embody all these things and create a lifestyle out of it rather than trying to just do it sporadically and then stopping and then kind of, you know, going back and forth, back and forth. But last thing I'm going to say is the main three things that we talked about today were Make sure you get, you're getting proper sleep, right? Sleep is important. It helps you, you know, recharge your body and gives you the ability to perform, you know, these, mo- these movements and activities to the highest level. Next thing you want to make sure is you're fueling your body properly. You're not going to be able to run your, your, your vehicle or your car when you have little to no energy in it. You want to make sure you're eating on a regular basis, eating consistently, and making sure that the meals that you're making, you know, are enjoyable and make you want to go back to eat them. And the last thing that we want to make sure that you're doing is find activities that you enjoy and activities that make you want to get up and actually move. 
Don't um, sign up for things that you, you're going to be doing begrudgingly because at the end of the day, they're not going to be consistent. If you enjoy to run or to walk or to bike, do those things, add those things. And then in addition to those activities that you enjoy, add in a little bit of resistance training as well as cardio. And those three things combined together are going to allow you to be able to stay in shape year round without feeling like you have to stress yourself too much or you have to put in too much effort. Like I said, at the end of the day, we want to keep this simplish. Nothing too complicated, just simple steps that we can use in order to stay healthy and consistent for the long term. But remember, guys, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And in the comments below, tell me some things that you guys do in order to try and stay active and in shape or which of these things that you guys, you know, weren't doing as well before. But like I always tell you guys, don't forget to smile, move as much as possible, and keep it simplish. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.